Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. I am delighted to welcome Dave Spooner to our show today. Uh, Dave uh, is the founder of a property management company called, called Innovo. Uh, their property management software allows owners to better manage their properties and uh, you know implement best practices and rules and regulations of the game. And Dave has a good uh, information technology background and he came into real estate and realized that property management was such a dire need and it was so much ineffective that he decided to kind of jump into the software arena as well and started his own company with his partner so we are kind of you know trying to understand his story and also learn about some of the best practices he sees from his own lens as well so uh, Dave thank you for taking time it is a pleasure to see you on the show as well thanks so much Sakar. thanks for a great intro and thanks for having me Awesome. Uh, give us some background, uh, Dave, in terms of, you know, like what were your, your experience and how you kind of transitioned into real estate as well? Yeah. So I, I came to real estate uh, kind of in a roundabout way. I, I knew I wanted to be involved in technology. I knew I wanted to be involved in building software. And when I was in at university, I went to Miami University in, in Ohio, uh, around where I'm from. And uh, when I was there, you know, a, a big need that we felt we had as students was a way to, to more efficiently and effectively find and rent rental housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried to, me and a couple other guys tried to build that out. And we, we started working on that. Now, the problem with that idea, which is a bit of a dime a dozen idea, is that landlords have really high occupancy rates in student housing. It's 98, sure. 99, even 100%. And because of that, landlords just simply weren't interested in a listing platform. Mm-hmm. But in kind of getting to know that market and speaking with a lot of landlords at a lot of different campuses, what we kept hearing over and over again is these predominantly small to mid-sized independent landlords had a huge need for better software and better management tools. They didn't need to find renters. They needed to manage those renters. Sure. So uh, when that company closed down, me and one guy from that company decided to start Inago and, and, uh, and have been working on it ever since. So kind of made my way to real estate in a, in a roundabout way, but I've been in it for about eight years now and, and loving it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, speaking of, uh, you know, sort of properties and sort of controlling the tenants and things like that, what are some of the issues or gaps that you've seen that kind of, you know, uh, you say or saw that there was such a dire need for it? Yeah, I think there's a handful of things. And it depends in large part on market, but there are some consistencies that you see across the board. Mm-hmm. A big one that is really common is late fee enforcement, right? Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. example of, of a, a situation in which a system really matters mm-hmm. and ha- sticking to that system is going to benefit both you and honestly the tenant to a certain degree. Sure. So for late fees, for example, this is a very common narrative that, that landlords experience. They call up their tenant five days late, right? $50 late fee kicks in after five days. They call sure. up their tenant and they say, hey, you know, uh, you're five days late. You need to send me the rent, $500 plus $50 late fee, or I'm going to write up a three-day notice to quit tomorrow, 
Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Tenant freaks out. They say, I got to get this rent in. They send off the rent to you. You open the check. They're like, oh, hooray. They paid. You look at it. It's 500 bucks. No $50 included. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't go after that tenant for that 50 bucks at this point, you've just established a few precedents. First of all, you're going to call them to remind them five days after they're due. Sure. Second of all, you're not going to actually evict them until you give them a chance to pay it. And thirdly, they don't actually have to pay the late fee if you don't go after them. So not having a system creates uh, incentive and, and a precedent for this tenant to just pay late every month and for you to never collect that late fee. But having a system that's going to automate that process from the reminders, to the enforcement, the actual collection means that the tenant can't skip that. Um, and it's going to make your late fee enforcement and your collection timelines and so many other ripple effects throughout your company more efficient. Sure, sure, sure. Now, speaking of, you know, sort of the good tenants and things like that, what are some of the principles or good practices you look for when you're sort of vetting the tenants and stuff? When vetting a tenant, um, I think it's really important to, I mean, credit report, criminal report, eviction history, those are, that's the baseline. That's the foundation. You have to get it. And if you're not getting it, you really ought to be because you're doing yourself a disservice in, in finding the best types of tenants. But beyond that, there's a lot of due diligence that a landlord really ought to be doing themselves. You should or have somebody within your company or your property management group uh, call up references, call up landlords, call up employers, verify income, make sure that the info that they're giving you is actually accurate. And I always I I love talking to, um, you know, employers and if you can, previous landlords to get the Mm -hmm. truth. Right. A reference is their friend. Right. You know, it's their mom. It's their dad, whatever. Um, it's somebody that they know is going to say something nice, but somebody they have a little less control over is their employer or their previous landlord and ask them questions about, do they show up on time? What's their work ethic like? How, how do they behave? Would you trust them with a rental? Would you, you know, uh, allow them to, to rent a place from you? Um, those are important questions to get answered. Sure, sure, sure. Now, speaking of all of that, right? And, you know, you obviously have, uh, you know, ongoing expenses and things like that. You know, the efficient the system is, you are pretty much more or less controlling that management expenses and stuff. So what are some of your experiences that, uh, you know, perhaps that we should, you know, uh, control the expenses, whether it's management related, maintenance related, things like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, so there's that, that there's a lot of answers to that one. So first of all, a great way to try to better control your expenses that people often overlook is to look at the financial side of things, right? Sure. Right now is an excellent time to refinance if you haven't already. So any sure. properties that you can look to refinance, if you can gain 0.5%, it's almost certainly worth it. Almost sure. certainly mm-hmm. worth, worth whatever the closing costs are. Another way to, to uh, minimize expense that people often forget is finding a better CPA. If you don't have a CPA, you need one. Um, sure. they're going to, they're going to pay for themselves 10 times over, Absolutely. um, and finding better ways to structure, even sometimes sitting down with your existing CPA and saying, Hey, I want to get smarter with my taxes. What can I do so that at the end of the year, you can save me more money. Sure. And it might mean the way that you're tracking certain things like your mileage or your employer's mile, your employee's mileage or the way that you're structuring employment, a lot of different things you can do there. So those are two mm-hmm. big ones that people often overlook. Mm-hmm. But as far as the actual management, I mean, you know, finding a good affordable maintenance person that you can bring in house or doing the maintenance yourself rather than contracting it out all the time. That's a big one. Um, Of course, property management is really expensive, eight, 10, even 12% in some markets. So finding a way to manage the properties to as large a portfolio as you can is important. Property management software is going to help. Ours is free to use. So that makes the bottom line a lot easier to manage. Uh, But yeah, anything you can take on yourself is going to, um, help you in keeping those expenses down. 
Sure, sure. I agree with you. And also speaking of all of this uh, there, uh, Dave, uh, what was your experience that you said, hey, you know what, we need to maybe perhaps look closely into, uh, you know, doing a, a better system uh, and you eventually launched into like, let's say your software company. What, what was sort of that genesis like? Like why you kind of said, hey, you know what, we need to like jump into and get a better software for all these things, you know? Yeah, we, yeah, that's a great question. So we saw a few different gaps. First of all, I think the gap that existed 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, which, which has, is hopefully fairly obvious to everyone, is that most of the software that existed, the, the app folios of the world, the Yardies of the world, even the Buildiums to some degree, were really designed for, for more complex uh, landlords of larger size. And they were designed in an era in which those folks, those, the owners of those companies and the salespeople at those companies and the marketers at those companies were going after a certain type of landlord because that type of landlord was worth the most money to them, right? And that type of landlord is complex and large usually, which means that their systems evolved to be complex, large, bloated, difficult to use. You, sure. t- you need to take a bunch of courses to learn how to use something like Yardi. There's people whose jobs are, are consultants to teach people how to use RealPage. They don't even work for RealPage or the company, right? They just come sure. in and show them how to use it. So those, you know, that was the first step is we looked at that and said, okay, the, the big guys that exist out there are, are way too much, way too complicated for people that have 500 units or less, right? So that's one thing. Now, in the past, I, I want to say it must have been 2013 or something, Cozy came along, which you may be familiar with, sure. which was kind of the first free, small, you know, designed for small landlord software that, that came about. And we, of course, saw Cozy and we were very impressed by Cozy. But what we found is that Cozy was really focused on micro landlords. People with five units or less. That's mm-hmm. who they're designed for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of landlords in between that. And there's a lot of landlords with aspirations to grow beyond that. If you have four units, you're looking down the barrel of, of needing to move on from Cozy and find something else. Sure. And if you need to suddenly upgrade to a Buildium or a uh, Appfolio um, or anything else, it's, it's difficult. So we wanted to find a sweet spot there. How can we build a software platform that's affordable, that's mm-hmm. simple, that's elegant, that's easy to use, Mm-hmm. Um, and is, it works with landlords at, at a small, small number and at a, a slightly larger number, 100, 200, 300 units. Awesome. Awesome. Now, give us some benefits of your software and perhaps, you know, if you can maybe share features as well, maybe that will kind of uh, go into, you know, how you make life simpler for landlords as well. Yeah, of course. So uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the basics you'd expect to find, like online rental payments, um, tracking income, tracking expenses, entering tenants, managing properties, et cetera. We also have the ability to sign documents online and mm-hmm. share documents, upload mm-hmm. documents. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, request and receive maintenance tickets, add additional personnel like maintenance people, property managers, et cetera, to also have access to the account. Uh, you can screen tenants through the platform. It connects to QuickBooks, um, makes it easy to, to manage your accounting, anything outside of the system that you need. Um, lots of tools, again, that are designed for day-to-day management, for managing sure. your properties and your tenants on a day-to-day basis. Sure, sure. Does it have a strong accounting feature as well that, you know, you can integrate with your bank account, get a rent roll, and perhaps any balance sheets and things like that as well, Dave? I would describe it as moderate accounting features, and that's by design. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. We are not accounting software, and we don't want to be accounting software. Sure. Like I mentioned, we're really built for day-to-day management. You're managing your tenants day-to-day. You're managing your rental collection day-to-day. You're entering expenses and things like that, but you're not doing financial analysis day-to-day, right? You do that once a month, once a quarter, twice a year kind of thing. And we're not the software to do that in. We're streamlined, we're focused. 
and that keeps it easier to use and that keeps it easier for your tenants to use too. I agree. I agree. So, and could you describe that? I mean, is it web-based or perhaps you have a mobile app? How, how does that uh, uh, look like? Yeah, it's cloud-based software. Uh, so it works from anywhere. Uh, you just need internet access. It works on your phone, works on your computer, laptop, tablet, etc. Uh, we do have an app for tenants only. We are working on an app for landlords. We're mm -hmm. hoping that'll come out in the next couple of months. But right mm -hmm. now, if landlords want to access it, they can just pull up their phone or their computer. I see. I see. Now, you said, Dave, the app is free, right? What's and now it's free to use. That's right. I see. What's, what's the business model there uh, in terms of like, are you looking for some scale uh, so that you can get more users uh, like landlords and stuff? Like, could you maybe help us understand that aspect? Yeah, we, we are absolutely looking for scale. We're, we're big believers in creating a community and a marketplace um, mm -hmm. for, for landlords and for their tenants. Um, but we monetize the app in, in a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. First of all, we have um, online payments, of course. And when a tenant pays online, it's free for the landlord, no cost at all. But the tenant does incur a couple of relatively minor fees. One, if they pay with a bank account, we charge $2 for that transaction. Okay. $2 on top of whatever the rent or whatever else they're paying for. If they pay with a credit or debit card, we charge 2.75%. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it, though. Those are the only charges for, for making payments. Landlords can choose to incur either of those, car, those charges if they want to. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we charge when an applicant comes through the system, if you want to screen them, so if you want credit, criminal eviction history, et cetera, mm -hmm. um, they pay 30 to $35 to generate those reports and share them with you. So mm -hmm. totally free for landlords, small fees on a couple select items for tenants, but spread out amongst many tenants is, is very small on a per tenant basis. I see. I see. Now, are the same features available in your mobile app as well, like as far as tenants go, meaning are they one-to-one -one comparison or is there any feature that's perhaps not available on mobile? All, fe all features are available. The only thing that's not available in mobile is you cannot create a new uh, lease template. You cannot drop in like signature fields and radio buttons and drop down lists and all that kind of stuff. You can send leases, you can sign leases, you can manage documents, but you can't create the template. The, the only feature that doesn't exist in mobile is creating the templates themselves. Everything else is one-to-one. -one. Sure. Now you described Dave that your software is free for landlords to use, right? But obviously you have your development expense. There's a lot of things that go behind the scenes, right? So, and I, so, I mean, I hear you that you are charging the tenants as well for some payments and stuff, but uh, for a lot of other things, like as far as, let's say you are doing a uh, electronic signing or if someone landlords are, let's say, integrating with their banks and things like that, how, how are you kind of doing it at no cost? Are, are these like free, uh, free to use modules that are there behind the scenes uh, uh, I'm just trying to understand that how are you able to kind of give this free when we know that there are there may be some costs associated with some of the underlying functionality. Yeah, um, that's a great question. So our our CTO and co-founder Yasser Drabu um, take should have a lot of credit for this. Um, he does an excellent job of of building out a lot of these modules in house, and there's two reasons for that. One is of course to reduce costs. Uh, sure. We don't have a ton of integrations with third parties because we can handle a lot of this stuff ourselves. Mm -hmm. The second reason is because we can build it to our specifications. Mm -hmm. If you're integrating with a platform that signs documents mm -hmm. and their document template generator is designed for any type of business and any type of user, it's not mm -hmm. tailored to landlords. 
sure. it's not it's not designed to work specifically with the landlord experience and, and us building things in-house allows us to tailor things to our clientele to our types of customers to tenants and landlords and, and make sure it works great for them so it controls costs like you mentioned and it also allows us to just build a better product sure 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 now speaking of you know investments you know like we invest in rental properties. Obviously you want to be as much passive as possible. You don't want to be like doing active all the time and things like that. Uh, you know, either you want to, you know, maybe perhaps give away the management aspect or maintenance aspects and things like that. So you want to be in that sort of autopilot mode. You know, you want to be sort of a worry-free buy and hold type of landlord. What, what would you kind of share some of your uh, sort of uh, experiences about, you know, keeping the investments as much as passive as possible and kind of worry-free from all the daily activity that goes around? Yeah, it's, that's a great question. I think there's, there's three things that you can do that are going to make a massive difference mm -hmm. that are going to cut out 90% of your workload. Um, the, the first one is having systems in place. And oftentimes that means having property management software, but you don't have to. I mean, you could build your own system out. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be on Excel and paper and pen, but have a system, stick to it. Put some structure in place around your tenants. They're going to mm -hmm. respond best to structure and it'll control a lot of these things for you. That's a big one. Sure. Um, the second one is uh, to find better tenants. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really critical that you're finding good tenants. Do the work on screening. Make sure they're gonna be good renters. A good renter is worth their weight in gold. I mean, sure. if they're gonna stick with you for a long time and they're gonna pay rent on time every month, and they're gonna mostly manage the little maintenance things that pop up around the, the, the apartment or whatever, they're, they're going to be a, a tremendous asset for you because it's, that's, that's the passive income you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And the third item is to, to honestly find a good maintenance person. I mean, if you can find a good maintenance person to either have in-house entirely or to share with a couple other landlords or somebody you can rely on that's a handyman, that's the one thing that sometimes things break. It can be a great tenant, but if their fridge goes out, their fridge goes out, right? Sure. And if yeah. you don't want to be hassled fixing it, then you need to have somebody that you can quickly call up that'll take care of that for you. But if you have those three things in place, you're going to find that you're barely doing any managing at all. Sure, sure, sure. I couldn't agree more. I mean, having good resources and good people around you is such a key in this business that yep. you absolutely need them at your sort of your fast style, as I call it many times. Right. Uh, now, Dave, you've been in the industry for a long time. You obviously have networked with a lot more fellow professionals and stuff. What are some of the best advice you have received that you kind of look forward uh, to and kind of implement on your daily basis to keep you in discipline? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I think that, um, you know, one of the biggest things uh, is, is learning, and you kind of referenced it just a moment ago, is, is learning to delegate effectively, mm -hmm. right? Especially as you're starting out. And, and any, anybody that gets into real estate is an entrepreneur, right? Because sure. you're, you're buying the property, you're kind of learning the ropes, you're learning the business yourself. Sure. You're an entrepreneur. And, and that's certainly the path that we've gone down. And, and moving from just you know, you and a couple other people working on everything together to growing a larger and larger team to enable your business to grow. It, it's a tricky balance to, to strike. It's a, it's sure. a, it's definitely an evolution that, that is learned and, and not instant. And, uh, and understanding how to delegate, how to find good people to put around you is, is such a critical piece of, of growing a business beyond just a handful of properties or just a handful of customers to, to something much larger. Sure, sure. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And now, Dave, speaking of your software company as well, what are some of the things you look forward to? You know, I mean, were there any impact during your pandemic that you had? And as you move forward into, let's say, uh, 2021, 2022, what are 
some of the th key things you are looking for into, you know, maybe perhaps developing more features or, you know, adding more, uh, you know, functionality to your software. What, what, what does that future outlook look like for you? Yeah. Um, so the, the pandemic, um, you know, we were very fortunate. We are able to easily work in a distributed format. So we're all working from home right now. Nobody's sure. in the office, mm -hmm. um, which is nice that we're the type of company that can comfortably do that. And everybody is able to comfortably do that. Sure. Um, we're also very fortunate. We didn't have to let anybody go. Everybody stayed on full time. Um, sure. We have no intention of letting anybody go anytime soon. And we also, uh, we actually have managed to grow through it. I think part of awesome. that, mm -hmm. uh, a, a large part of that is that we're a growing company as is. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a certain amount of momentum already behind that. But secondly, you know, I think a lot of landlords and tenants certainly are seeking um, opportunities or, or options to interact with each other, not face to face. And, and software is a great way to do that, right? Paying rent mm -hmm. without cutting a check, signing a lease without bringing a pen and paper, right? Um, so there's been a lot of interest uh, in our software because of that. And I'm sure in other property management software as well. So we have been really unscathed by it, uh, which has been great. We're very, very fortunate in that uh, and it, have, have managed to continue to grow. Um, the second part of the question, what do we have to look forward to in the, the coming months and, and next sure. year? So we have our mobile app coming out. That's a big initiative we're working on. We're, we're awesome. really excited about the functionality. We're not just building a one-to-one -one app. It's not just gonna be the same features in an app form. It's mm -hmm. how can we make the mobile experience unique? How can we add value in ways that only can be done on mobile versus on a computer? Sure. Um, so we're putting a lot of time and effort into building that out really effectively. We're also working on adding additional features like um, issuing deposits back to your tenants through the mail with the click of a button. So you'll be able to awesome. click a button in Inago mm -hmm. and we'll send paper checks out to your tenants. So even if they I haven't see. ever paid online before, we're able to issue that through the Inago platform. That feature is coming. Enabling tenants that maybe aren't capable or interested in paying online to still get you the funds electronically. Go to a 7-Eleven, go to a Walmart, wherever, purchase a money order with a specific code and it electronically sends it to you. So they can use cash to pay you electronically. Interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Lots of other features like that, all, all sorts of different things coming down the pipeline. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you've been a great guest, uh, Dave. Thank, thanks a lot for coming on. It is a pleasure to kind of see what some of the things you are doing and perhaps a lot of cool things within your software as well. So I encourage all our viewers and listeners to check out Inago property management platform as well. So kindly share with our listeners how they can find you and learn more about you, uh, Dave. Yeah, of course. Um, you can go to Inago.com, which is I-N-N-A-G-O.com. Um, you can also email me directly. I like to give out my email. It's Dave, D-A-V-E, at Inago.com. Uh, you can also give me a call. It's 513-572-1654. We always try to pick up. Um, we, we love talking to landlords. We love learning more about landlords. Connect with us in any of those spots, and, and we'll, uh, we'll chat with you. Awesome. You've been a great guest, Dave. Thank you for sharing your experience and I look forward to, you know, learning more about your software and, and all the new features, uh, uh, hopefully in a short order as well. So thank you for coming on. Sakar, thanks so much. This has been great. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.